man. This is Dropping Jews. Yes, sir. Welcome, everybody, to this new podcast, Dropping Jews. Redefining what we thought was true. So today we wanted to talk about... Just that jewel, that energy, man. Yeah, Einstein energy. ain't gonna know how to act, man. What Nikola Tesla when you need him, <laughs> man. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to Dropping Jews Podcast Season 2. It's in full effect. It's the year of getting stuff done. It's about action this year. I go by your host, Mikhail. And I'm Michi Michi. I'm Michi in the building. And today, man, I, I wanted to uh, get into this political climate that we got going on right now. Um, everybody has this certain agenda out here of, of uh, leading folks to the right, to the left, to the up, to the down. However, you want to maneuver things, and uh, I just want to discuss. Sometimes I think it's just understanding what's going on out here because I feel like we've been bamboozled for so long that it's it's time for us to wake up, people, and and figure out what's the real agenda. Man, I when you said that, the first thing that came to my mind is a quote from one of uh, Jay Prince Instagram posts. And they said there's a war going on right now where the timid are making the weak look strong and the strong look weak. Mm. And man, that's a powerful, powerful kind of like synopsis of what you kind of want to go into. Um, There's a lot of weak people that's taking advantage of weak minded people, confusing their strength or their weakness as strength. And the and the, and the strong people are again are becoming castigated for standing up. It's a crazy world we live in. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that's real. It is. It's a crazy world we live in, brother. But go ahead. No, I'll speak on it, man. I I just um, I think at times we we fall into loyalty over uh, uh, intelligence or ignorance. You know, a lot of times uh, I don't think people understand the historical value. If you just do research, um, a lot of times we fall in line of, okay, well, we're just going to support this political party, not based on what they've done for you. And I understand because it's a lot of information out there where we don't understand or, or uh, what I'm looking for, or dissect to see actually what they've done for a particular uh ethnic group or, 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 or culture. I mean, everybody has to say so. When you look at the Asians, they got to say so on how the business should be performed in their neighborhoods. Uh, you look at the Jews, they got to say so of how things should be run. And, and, and they have an influence in government to where they can make, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, decisions, or they can, they can help try to get things done in their way. They're kind of like lobbyists. I think that's what we're lacking as far as uh, the African-American community especially. But people of lower class, I think at times we we just get sensationalized with the idea of, oh, this, I believe the same thing. Oh, well, Democrats have been doing this for us for the longest. But what have they actually, I mean, you got to ask yourself, what personal experience in your life has something done for you to where you say, oh, well, you know this. And how can you say a political party has when Congress is comprised of Democrats, Republicans, and independents, or, you know, liberals, or however you want to title or label it? You know what I'm saying? So, Yeah, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Uh, You know, uh, you mentioned Asians, you mentioned Jewish people, and they have clear defined agendas. So do you think that it's smart for ethnic or racial groups or so-called racial groups to have agenda for their group. I believe so, because who's going to look out for the interests of your own group, you know, not to say, I mean, 
we didn't come up with these titles like we said previously in our podcast, bro. You know, these are the labels we were given. Yeah, I'm I'm uh you know, this is something that I've been battling with for the last year or two, uh, and trying to understand, you know, the contradictions of culture. In one respect, we're told we're a melting pot of all different ethnicities, cultures, and social and political beliefs. However, when we look at culture, we see that there are more than just a melting, the culture has become compartmentalized and that compartmentalization has created agendas for each ethnic group. So on one token, we're supposed to be a melting pot, but on the other token, we're supposed to be separate but equal. And, you know, for me, it creates a a dissonance or a faction within the whole American experience. Uh, I mean, expound on it even more when you say... uh... When, when you're on your last statement, the car, the uh, compartmentalizing and and the other situation. Well, like absolutely, uh, it's it's not like if we just look at America itself. Uh, originally, you know, it there was a white supremacist agenda, um, and that was percolate percolated through um, different communities. Now there are people who aren't. In that, but as we said, the movement there's a movement of weak-minded people who muddy the water so much that cause so much confusion. In which now you have groups or different groups who wants the same equality as the white supremacists or the elitists had. So um, now you see especially after civil rights now not only do you see blacks want rights but you see gays and, and lesbians and, mm-hmm. and, and women and you know you got um uh, other little hispanic people right they all want to share in that equality uh that represents america and you know i've come to the conclusion that i personally feel that we all equal but unfortunately the system that we in we must create an agenda for our group because that's how the system views us. And I know that, and that goes against my own personal logic, but I agree, that's just the reality of the situation. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I, I had a question for you uh, when you was talking about the civil rights movement and everything. Do you think segregation hurted the African-American people as far as uh, being entrepreneurs, um the black businesses um just 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 you know the whole idea of uh you know uh killer mike did his uh documentary yeah um, and he was talking he was trying to be black you know he was trying to go through uh life only supporting black businesses and he found out how difficult it was and i think when you talk to a lot of old heads they contribute segregation with that especially when it came to integration that a lot of those things wasn't prideful anymore because now we were ex- we were supposedly accepted by our counterparts. So, what, what what do you think about that? I think that there was that civil rights was a mainstream campaign, right? I'm sure there were black people who want to become amalgamated within uh, society. However, there were also ones who didn't, but this movement became so mainstream to where the people who were at the front forefront of it didn't realize truly what type of system that they were trying to integrate within. And I do believe it harmed a lot of black people because it created a dependence on the establishment to help them anytime something goes foul within their community. And that allowed the establishment to justify 
uh, allowing drugs, uh, crime to run rampant in the communities. Like Michael Mech said, <laughs> the, uh, the inner cities are the most policed areas <laughs> in the country, but yet have the most crime. And that that's where you have the contradiction in America, right? So I think integration will, did more harm to African Americans because it forced them to become capitalists. Mm. We're going back to the capitalism <laughs> thing. Yeah, again, I huh? mean, and, and I think when, people, when we talk about capitalism, I'm not trying to throw shots. I think there's a lot of great things from it. But uh, there's a lot of problems with the co- within our f- social fiber right now, and I think that's a result of people trying to be capitalists, trying to show that they got money, show individuality. Uh, they they don't have a collective mindset, and as a whole, well, they have a collective mindset. If okay, it's, it's a GoFundMe campaign, and somebody house fire, and it was on the ten o'clock news, but they don't have a GoFundMe for. The, the little boy or little girl who mother or father might be strung out or drugged or father might be, you know, a pimp or, you know, and those are symptoms as well. And we look down upon them as if they they created that destiny. So I agree, I agree with that. What about you? What you think? Um, yeah, I think to a degree it it, it has uh, put a crip, uh, it has crip cripple uh, us to a point to where now at one point we were independently owning our own neighborhoods uh providing for our families being able to do things because we were forced to absolutely and then after uh segregation ended then we thought there was a uh i mean don't get me wrong it, it, to a degree, it was an accomplishment because I don't know, man. I have mixed feelings because at one point, okay, do you really look at me as your equal or do you really just want to find a way? I'm kind of like a conspiracy theorist, but do you want to <laughs> just find a way to criminalize us, you know, when we was being successful? We got to understand East St. Louis, Oklahoma City, um, Atlanta, Georgia, all these places were thriving black communities. Uh, in Oklahoma City, they was known as Black Wall Street. They was a thriving black community, black families, you know, and they found a way to destroy it and not to look as a uh, a country that was causing harm on its own people. I think they found a way to systematically mentally encage us to where okay now we got them because now when you look at black neighborhoods now what do you what businesses do you see you got the the uh arabs you have the asians i mean when you're talking about and then when you do get a black business there we the most critical on our own now i mean don't don't get me wrong i mean i understand that we we should have some type of uh level of uh expectations but we become more critical on them when we go to them a route some some of these a route places in these asian mm-hmm. places they disrespect you blatantly but you don't say nothing but as soon as this black business like like prime example the lady who got the chick-fil-a in florida you know how much slack she was getting on facebook they was talking bad about her talking about all oh, this and then the other all oh, the services or you know just on some hate stuff and it just opened. So how can it be this bad? You know what I'm saying? I I I I'm just, you know, I think sometimes we could be our biggest critics. And I don't know, it just seemed like like you said before, Miss, you you say we we uh follow the traits of our oppressor. And I think we do it ten times even more harder than what they did to show. Yeah, look, you know what I'm saying? To prove something, prove a point. Well, I, I think about, uh, you know, the R. Kelly situation. Oh, and, my God. And, and, I, and, you know, and I ain't going to go too deep on the deep end in that, but I want to speak on R. Kelly himself. And obviously, he had a troubled childhood, and he was molested. Fact. And from what they say, 
he can't read or write. And if that's true, then that man has already set himself up to fail. And I look at that stamp, I look at us as African-Americans in particular as such. I mean, we have been pretty much, our culture has been molested and, and pillaged from us. And, you know, we wasn't, we haven't give, been given the right tools. Yeah, we know how to read and write, but there's there's underlying meanings and words. And we haven't understood that concept. We haven't comprehended uh what they have put in front of us and now we are like i said is a r kelly is a perfect analogy we going around here we you know we we look like we live in this life and then but in reality there's some stuff that's troubled in our home mm. and i think that's what's wrong with us as a community and while we continue to fall for politicians and 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 rappers and actors who who have climbed the ladder and they think that the system itself will correct it, whereas that's not going to happen. It's going to have to take us, a concerted effort from us and our community to fix the problems. But again, it's the R. Kelly syndrome <laughs> because you see how he was acting when he was confronted. Like, actually, that, that's, that's a perfect microcosm of how we are as a community. When you confront us about what's going on, we get like that. We act out. We cry. We, we, we don't take... We don't take accountability. So I don't want to get too uh, far off in that because I know you was talking about politics and, and things of that nature. But, you know, it's an interesting uh, uh, comparison when I start to think about what you're saying. Well, I, just to touch on the R. Kelly thing, this is nothing new with singers. <laughs> yeah. Elvis Presley, he was doing it. Um, it was another guy. He married his own cousin. He was four, She was 14 years old. I can't remember his name. But. Uh, not I'm, I'm not saying that uh, it's okay what he did. He should be scrutinized, but we need to be scrutinizing everyone, just not, you know, him or Bill Cosby. When you got Harvey Weinstein, nobody has even uh, figured out what, what's going on with his case. Uh, Ken Spacey, Kevin Spacey, I'm sorry, Kevin Spacey, nobody's touching that. When, and, that and that goes to the, the bigger issue. Um, there are there's a movement to control the narrative, control what people feel and think, and and that's why in particular we as a community African Americans are looked upon as such. That's why African Americans continually vote Democrat because they believe the Democrat Party will pull them up by the bootstrap. That's why uh, certain African Americans are going towards Republicans because they're getting frustrated with the Democratic Party. So. There's a lot of different forces at play, and everybody is taking allegiance to their to their particular viewpoints, which is causing more division and strife amongst anything that's trying to bring unity. Um, so we have to be careful when we uh, only see the issue and don't know what's behind the issue. So you know, I'm trying to do a better job of not speaking on things I don't have a good grasp of. So I will never speak on in depth personally i behind you know personally i'll talk about how i feel amongst my friends and people i love but when you have a platform you have to be very careful in how you project information because it can control what people feel you know just like with the jesse smollett stuff i mean yeah everybody went crazy and then they come to find out the Chicago police force been kind of hiding some inform some stuff was going on behind the scenes. And now they kind of, the media then went off of that ship, don't want to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Now they went on a new wave. So we have to be very careful in how we digest the news. Exactly. You have to do your own research like you, like you stated earlier. And um, yeah, I know we got off the subject, but this whole political climate, man. I don't, I don't know, man. I just think I'm gonna be quite honest with you. I, I recently just got into politics like that. You, uh, know, you, you really? No, nah, I love it. Yeah, I love you know, politics. in the past, yeah. you know, yeah, I, was, I, I really, you know, didn't matter to me, or I, I, I didn't really uh, understand it. So I didn't take pride into it like I would now because I understand how these issues affect us on a personal level. 
because we all they always talk about from a nationwide standpoint instead of a, a personal. How does this personally affect you? Like when you think of Trump's Trump tax, uh, his tax re reforms or whatever he did, how does that personally affect you? Or um, them taking away uh, they call Obamacare or the Healthcare Affordable Act. Yeah. How does that affect you? So I'm thinking I'm getting more into it now because I'm understanding how these certain issues affect us and it's preparing me to be make better choices because I was just like the people, uh, you know, okay, Democrat, okay, I'm going to vote for them. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, and not just looking to see, okay, well, how did they handle this issue? What was their point on this issue? Uh, what kind of, you know, what kind of research, uh, like when you're looking at these presidential candidates, it's it's a lot of them. You know, yeah, absolutely, and, and you have to go down. I mean, it's it takes time, man. You, you, I, you said something. You said not to take off the topic. We kind of went off topic, but I, I don't believe we did because it all kind of revolves around each other. I mean, yeah, we mentioned the news, but Donald Trump ran, and I, people laugh at me when I say this, or they give me the funny eye when I say this, but. His 2016 president presidential campaign will probably go down as ran, one of the greatest ran campaigns yeah. in this era. Pretty much, he used a lot of feelings that, especially middle class America, had about the establishment, right? Because of fake news, right? We was just talking about the news with R. Kelly. The news is on trial right now. Right, Absolutely. and this man came out and ran his campaign on it, and they they love him, and they don't. The news doesn't understand why they love him. I understand why they. I work around most of the guys who voted for Trump, so they talk and they tell. They kind of tell how they feel. They don't give a. They don't care too much about a media report because they feel like it's coming. It's bad intentions. What are you trying to project, right? But not realize that Trump comes from that same element. They look at him as somebody that's relatable, who they can drink a beer with, who they can crack jokes with. But the man is a billionaire. And that's why I said that campaign will go down as being ran one of the greatest. And then one thing about Trump, and I'm gonna be very honest, he wants to he wants he wants to make a deal. He wants to look good. What he's he wants to give his base what he said. And that's why they are so strong behind him. And that's what we got to be careful because, in my opinion, I think that he's a he's like a snake oil salesman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And there's, there's corruption at the highest levels in his office. But it's not just in his... It's happened in Obama. It's happened in Bush. So I can't just say it was corruption. Tricky dicky. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just say it was corruption with Mr. Trump, but you know, it all plays a part. You understand what I'm saying? It all revolves around each other and we just gotta be careful and do our diligence, but most people won't. And we going we gonna fall slow we it's just a snowball effect. And at some point, I don't know when, but at some point it's gonna be a reality check. It's gonna be. It's gonna be man. I think it's time for us to take a break. Yeah, we've taken a break one too. Yes, sir. Enlighten me is you gonna live on your knees or die on your feet? It's fire in the street, fire in my switch, a fire in between the two legs of your little sister. Just get a sip of this elixir before they crop us out the picture. I never seen a crop circle, but I seen cops circle the block. I plus squares, but I swear one day I'ma stop my nerves itch. On the brink of my career, when my peers struggle for employment, can you hear these screams? I'm a sad man, looking at me. One, two, three, four grams and a fifth of Hennessy. A bad bitch, fuck the penitentiary. The homie got wet, so we tryna soak it in. The president is black, but you can't vote for skin. You vote for the better man. Come to our show, you can see the diversity. Unify the people, they gon' peep it universally. 
We might not change the world, but we gon' manipulate it. I hope you participate in. Hey, yo, Doc, won't you let these cats know? We knew we'd be here like back in 04. Started high power because a generation needed a generator and a system made to disintegrate us. And all we do is a system. We're not victors, we're victims. The bigger picture isn't developed yet. Like, what if kids were celibate? Or what if Tammy came across a real man who didn't play games like children? My nigga cheated on his girlfriend with his girlfriend's girlfriend let the world in. Everybody tripping off 2012 and the extraterrestrial presence as well. But our future's not that martial law shit drop, we gon' all get got. So keep that question mark on your face, eat your fast food, use your fluoride toothpaste. Hide your feelings from the public, work low, not a five. Don't forget to pay the ties and thank God you're alive. High power. And on another note, we focus like the Hubble telescope. So, I wrote this because I was ordered to. People say I speak for Generation Y. Why lie? I do. Section 80. Your son to play me if radio on. Daughters that just turned 1 to 21 listen to Kendrick. For instance, what's your life about? Enlighten me. Is you gonna live on your knees or die on your feet? Take out that student loan and pay off your college degree and do exactly what you see on TV. True story. Can you repeat that for me, so? What's your life about? Enlighten me. Is you gonna live on your knees or die on your feet? Is you gonna plead the fifth or sound the horn? The time is now, my child. Come on. See, a lot of y'all don't understand Kendrick Lamar because you wonder how I can talk about money, hoes, clothes, God, and history all in the same sentence. You know what all them things have in common? Only half of the truth, if you tell it. See, I spent 23 years on this earth searching for answers. Till one day I realized I had to come up with my own I'm not on the outside looking in I'm not on the inside looking out I'm in the dead fucking center looking around You ever seen a newborn baby kill a grown man? That's an analogy for the way the world make me react My innocence been dead So the next time I talk about money, hoes, clothes, God and history All in the same sentence Just know I meant it and you felt it Cause you too are searching for answers I'm not the next pop star I'm not the next socially aware rapper I am a human motherfucking being Of a dope ass instrumentation Kill you all now fuck him up, Terrence. So. sure the lights on the heat's cooking because uh, it's getting hot up in here you feel me yes sir <laughs> got some mac and cheese bacon in the oven about to cut up this cabbage and swear to god it's gonna be a nice little vegetarian so, i was about to say what type of bacon are we talking about pork <laughs> are we talking about turkey are we now they got beyond meat bacon so what are you talking about brother oh man we got some of that uh reality check that's coming <laughs> That reality bacon. That reality chat between two slices of bread. <laughs> That's what you talking about? It might not be good for some people. Hey, uh, if y'all just joining us, hopefully y'all heard the first half, but we just talking about political agendas. Uh, well, we talk about political yeah, agendas. We, we kind of started off with right, agendas, agendas because they kind of work with one of each other, but let's talk about the politics. I mean, what do what do you feel about the poli- current, current state of politics right now? I mean, what are you... Locally, regionally, nationally, right? Because it, it's so segmented, right? Politics is very segmented. Indeed, it is. Yeah, you, you're you right about that. I mean, um, I think everyone has a personal agenda, no matter what party they're in. Uh, you know, we come. This is a society all about me, correct? What, me too. That's right. What, what can we? What can you do for me? You know, um, 
I think a lot of people don't uh, realize how much uh, felonious deals that go on in politics. I think a lot of people don't understand the ramifications that go on after those deals are made and how it affects the, uh, the people of, of, I mean, even on, even on the local scene, it's, it, it affects us, you know, and a lot of times it's detrimental, you know. I'm just speaking from a personal experience and what I, what I, what I saw, you know, we come from a city where, you know, it's known for a lot of, well, I ain't gonna say a lot, but it's known for negative things, you know. A lot of businesses didn't come this way because of certain situations that may not have panned out like it should or people having their own agendas instead of looking out for the well-being of the people they serving, the taxpayers, you know. So politics has always been what it's been to me, man. It's about uh, not serving the uh, American people, if you want me to be honest. Uh, to a, I mean, I don't even want to say to a degree. Um, just look at the whole government shutdown. Who really got affected by it? Does that mm-hmm. the employees did mm-hmm. politicians are still chilling hitting golf clubs uh, having nice little dinners at the country club while the people that was working for you they were suffering there they was losing houses almost because y'all can't compromise on the deal or y'all I, I'm, I'm just confused here if we are here to serve the if these people are you serving the people how are you serving the people when you feeding yourself it's just it's just asinine to me as they would say you know if you don't want to break bread, then what are you here for? Ain't that what politics is about? Ain't that what you was mad at the British about? I mean, part of it. I mean, it's a whole different agenda. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I don't understand this, man. It's just crazy to me. But just like the whole thing about the political parties, people people don't understand the political parties. They've been flipping, flopping agendas for years. If y'all really want to talk, Frederick Douglass was a Republican. <laughs> The Republicans back then were the ones who was trying to fight for civil rights. Absolutely. This is historical uh, facts we we talking about. So, I mean, I think it's a lot of it's a lot of um, uh, deception um, that goes on that are seen. I mean, that are not seen that are behind closed doors that we would never get because they don't want to be transparent. And and the thing is, there's elements, right? Exactly. There's different elements at play. And America has always been an elitist culture, an elitist society, uh, even dating back to pre uh, declaration of independence or pre constitution. Uh, There has always been the ones that had the most and the rest of us. And that's been the that's been the constant narrative throughout this nation history. It's just within the last 30 years, the concentration of wealth has grown so much than any other period of, of recorded history. And that's where you see a lot of the disparities that we have today. Um, you can look at the Democratic Party, for instance. Hmm. Speak on it. Democratic Party moved more moderate during the late 80s, Democratic Leadership Council, uh, because of Reaganism, Mm -hmm. right? Because of his presidency and how he was able to galvanize a a segment of America, which is the central part of America. And uh, Bill Clinton ran his campaign as such. And the Democratic Party has been that way since then. Um, And the Republican Party, their allegiance is in the middle of the country. And they have read, ran their, as a whole. Now, let, let me be clear, because sometimes when you're talking, people don't understand levels to conversation. So let me be particularly clear. Not all Republicans focus on so-called racism. Not all Republicans focus on hate. There are good Republicans out there, just like there are good Democrats out there. So let me put some context on that, because people will take your words and they'll twist it and run, run with it. But the two-party dictatorship is ultimately the problem with this nation. We don't have options. Uh, In the 30s, there were more parties. Um, And after that, you had McCartyism, which was an attack on anything that was considered communism. So, I mean, we have all been set up to vote left or vote right. And they have proven that they do not have the best interests of Americans as a whole white, black, Asian, whatever your uh, persuasion is, they, they, the political establishment has not done their due diligence. Meanwhile, I bet you if we start going through the names of congressmen that's in Washington, D.C., congressmen that's in Missouri, 
even aldermen that's in St. Louis, we'll see what their net worth is and we'll see who their allegiance are to. And you will find a majority of them that have benefited from the political establishment. So most people know what's going on, but it's just not that fight there. You know, you have to go to work. You got to survive. That's the number. That's like no one law, as according to some self-preservation. So just paying your deal, bills every day is a struggle for most. And they don't have time to fight the political establishment while they're trying to keep lights on, while they're trying to keep electricity, while they're trying to keep gas. Because they come for you if you don't pay that. You'll be out in the street. <laughs> so most Americans just don't have the mental. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most Americans just don't have the the mental uh, they haven't mentally exercised enough to have the stamina uh, to fight against the co- corruption and collusion within the political establishment, which is where we are here today. And now, as I said, as I've been saying a lot lately, there is a lot of symptoms and we don't never cure the disease. It's like going to most doctors. They, you go to them, you say, oh, my head hurt. They want to give you a prescription. Mm-hmm. He ain't looked at nothing. He don't know what's going on. He just want to give you a prescription. Pretty you much. know what I'm saying? And, and, that, and, and what we see in this country like the crime in the black community or the corruption in Wall Street or, you know, the, the homeless people in California, we see symptoms and we never get to the disease because politicians have created the narrative to see the symptom as the disease when it is not. So we have to think smart when we choose to be against someone because he's black and he's 21 and he has a hoodie on and he may commit a crime to me. And we got to be smart when we see somebody on the street and if we say, oh, he's a bum. Or we got to be smart when we see that banker being greedy, right? Because yeah. it's part of the symptom. All of that is part of the symptom. So, yeah, it's just a thought. <laughs> no, that's a good thought, man. It's, you couldn't, I couldn't say it any better than the way you said it, man. It's, but this has been an ongoing issue for yeah, years, yeah, man. absolutely. Even for, for the beginning of the whole Constitution, man. Absolutely. So, I mean, we got to understand this is talking about reforming politics. That's, yeah. <laughs> that could take a lifetime, man. Yeah. Because you know everybody got their personal agenda lined up to the and like you said, lobbyists is the one that control these politicians. Man, they they not making donations for you to just uh, <laughs> not help them or assist them with trying to get yeah, something passed. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's a lot of power that comes. Yeah, with that. that's true. You know, so I I just think it's with anything you have to pick your poison. Like when you eat red meat, you got to eat it in moderation, <laughs> yeah, correct? Yeah, eat that's pork, true. you know, you got to do what you got to do. You Absolutely. Know? You know, they say you can't eat too much broccoli. It's a mixed breed. So you know I mean? <laughs> it's a lot of stuff. And then, you know, the pesticide. I mean, it's just with any life, man, the the, the air that we breathe. So, I mean, you, you got to understand, you know, to a point that, you have to do your research, man. I, I just don't know how valuable it is. I, I, I tell my daughter, like to this day, she, uh, you know, they're going over the presidents of, of, of America. Yeah. So, you know, they talk about the typical ones, George Washington. Absolutely. Thomas Jefferson. Absolutely. You know, uh, I think she told me about John Adams. Okay. John Adams. Yeah. yeah. He was decent. Um, who else they talk about? Uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, which one? Andrew, Andrew Jackson. Oh, Andrew Jackson, the racist he was. Come on, man. Oh, scalping it. I mean, yeah. scalping Native Americans. Come on, man. Yeah. You know, so I have her because I know the school is going to teach her the uh, typical way, as I would say, of these are the presidents and, you know, they are their faces on the, uh, what's that, Mount um, Rushmore. Mount Rushmore and all that. Yeah, look at this. But I want her to know who these people were when they were in office. These wasn't just like, Oh, look at them. These are good, great presidents. No. Thomas Jefferson was a slave owner. He had a plantation. He was known for sleeping with black slave women and had a lot of babies. And then, I mean, selling selling people, man. I mean, what what, what value is in that? You know, well, where is the moral and ethical value? In no, that's, that's an excellent point because I'm going to give you an example just to piggyback on what you're saying. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt, in most mainstream uh, understand is he's highly regarded as a very decorative president because he helped pass a lot of progressive policies policies during his term. Um, however, uh, he's a he he didn't like black people for one. He was a <laughs> racist, so-called racist. I got to keep saying so-called racist. And then, uh, according to one book I wrote, which was the People's History of America by How It Was Then, it's, it had a quote in which reform or progressive legislation will keep people from being more progressive because here we give you this 
See, see what we done. So mm-hmm. you ain't got to keep fighting for more. This is what you got. <laughs> so it undercuts your true agenda. And we have to be careful when we uh, look at anything that has no substantive uh, value to what the people were trying to do at that period of time, you know, and it, it glosses over the truths. And again, that, that period, that progressive period actually followed what they call the gilded era, which mm-hmm. was a wide expansion of wealth, right? Where the Rockefellers and the J. Poupont Morgans and the Vanderbilts, they created empires during that period. So to curb some of the stigma that started to grow within society, there was different legislations uh, that he impl- Roosevelt implemented, which was like, oh, you broke up J.P. Morgan companies. Oh, that's fine. He still was rich. Still got richer because now they broke up in several pieces and he had his hand in all those still in some form or fashion. So America's a very, it's a great nation for the freedoms that it gives us. You know, we have a lot of individual freedoms. But morally speaking, we are a very uh, corrupted, corrupted moral nation. We have no morality whatsoever because we will steal from our mother if we had to. I was looking at American Greed. I'm sorry, I'm on a tangent. I was looking at American <laughs> Greed today and I saw, Speak, man. you know, these people who would invest money into somebody, you know, these con men who perceived as businessmen and give their life savings. And I'm like, you know what? Aside from killing someone, that's probably the worst thing you can do to somebody. Take somebody life savings and use it for your own benefit, right? And this is the type of nation that we're in. People are trying to come up on the next person, you know? And that's not how all America is, but that idea leaches into everyone, regardless if you're a good person or not. Because I'm, I'm a good person, but I have that idea sometimes of a come up. That was during the stock market era. Right? Yeah. The big boom era. Well, even, no, nah, some American Greed was just talking about different instances. And sometimes- Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not, you. you know, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's the, the, the thing is, is the ideologies of what a lot of people perceive as Americanism and the people wanting that is creating politicians being corrupted the people being corrupted, and everybody looking for a come up. And politics plays a part in all that yeah, stuff, absolutely. man. You know, just the whole thing with Contra. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was taking that money, man. You wonder how these drugs got to your streets? Just ask your politician. <laughs> ask Reagan, what you say? Reaganomics. <laughs> and the landing strips, you got to think, you know, these is a unpatrolled landing strips where, <laughs> you know, they just bringing in dope by the tons, man, and Handing them out to to what what communities got affected the most, you know. So I mean, and then that's the political nature in exactly. that. Exactly. So now look, opioid epidemics, right? And what's happening? They starting to pop up these drug rehab centers for them. Come on, heroin been in the community for years. And they are not trying to stigmatize that, you know. And I hate, I I hate again. I hate to use us versus them. But you have to talk in the terms of how they talk. So this is how they talk. It is the us versus them. Even though personally, I feel like we all equal. But this is the society we in. You have to talk their language for them to understand. And that's the message in which Malcolm X used to speak on. You have to talk the mass language of the oppressor for the oppressor to understand. And that, that's a true statement, what you just said, man. So when Donald Trump said, make America great again, even though that whole concept is so complex, it may it resonated with people because that's the language they understand. I mean, put America first. Put America first. Put America first. They taking our jobs. Look, brother, automation is taking your job. Put America first. Globalism is taking your job. <laughs> <laughs> but the, but the contradictions is just like it's a candidate uh, who I'm starting to support. Uh oh, Mr. Wayne. I like him, Andrew Yang. <laughs> Yang, I'm sorry, Andrew Yang, Yang brother, I'm sorry. and. He wants to give a freedom dividend of $1,000 a month for every American. And when I told uh, a few people about it, oh, oh, so that means nobody going to work. Oh, they just going to sit on their butt. And like, see, that is what's wrong with this nation. They think that everything is a handout. If everybody gets it, whether you rich or poor, if everybody get $1,000, you can't talk smack if somebody getting money because you're getting it too. Who couldn't? I bet 100, half of Americans, 60 to 70% of Americans, could use an extra thousand dollars a month. I know I could use it. Man, me too. Yeah, uh, me too. Movement. Yes, me too. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to make fun of y'all, but I'm just saying that's 100. I think, I think we've been mentally brainwashed to think that a handout is a uh, bad thing, but that's how business has been booming for the longest. I mean, they don't go through the same scrutiny as a uh, on a personal level, like it's me and you for a mortgage or 
when you it's it's easy for a business to to show leverage in order to get money and that's a handout bro <laughs> bro like look at amazon situation in, in in bronx new york they they want subsidies they're not moving her if you get unless you give them tax abatement look at a key in st louis they gave them a if i'm not mistaken 15 year tax abatement and if they don't get the tax abatement here, they're gonna bring it to another community. They strong. I was just listening to NPR. They are strong arming a lot of communities. If they not getting what they want, they go somewhere else. But it's a double edged sword because they can help out the community too by offering jobs, um, creating revenue. Isn't it? But I agree. But it's also a handout. Exactly. But no, the, yeah, you, you're, you're right. correct. Yeah, you're all correct. Yeah, yeah, you're you right. all correct. It yeah. is a handout when you don't have to worry about taxes for twenty years or like you said, they they throwing them land. That normally they'll charge somebody else an arm and a leg. Homestead it's, Act, eighteen sixty three, great expansion to the west. Come on now, Lincoln was giving y'all land to go westward, giving it to y'all, <laughs> and that's not a handout. And you complain about thousand dollars a month? Please, please. Are, are reparations and a mule? Right. You you mad that African Americans want reparations, but you was giving free land for people to go west. Like like the stuff that people say just shows they don't understand. But see, they are subconsciously thinking that's a bad thing because that's what they've been told. They, you know what a lot of people think? They think like the business owner, but they ain't a business, business owner. owner. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They think about cutting costs, but they not delegating no, no money. money. Exactly. And that's where they get this whole handout lazy mindset from, right? Because you're looking at the symptom. Look, but look at a politician. He can't run unless he gets funds to, to uh, run his campaign. So how how is getting money, um, or they saying that $1,000 was a handout when that's all the politicians doing? To campaign, he has exactly. to get donations. But it's a deal in that. That's what they got to understand. So your little agenda that we trying to come up with, it's going to be priority wise, it's getting behind all the people that, that, that uh, funded that campaign. I mean, this is, we probably talking basic politics here, but yeah. it's a handout. It's a handout. I don't care how you look at it all, because he got to do a campaign. That's an excellent point. He got to do a campaign. All that he working for it though, not necessarily. Because what if he loses? He got to give it back. Absolutely. Does he give it back? Yeah. Huh? Does he? Does he actually give that money back when they lose? <laughs> uh, when they lose. <laughs> According to Trump, he gives it to uh, his attorney. Exactly. After he gave it to Stormy Daniel, but that's another <laughs> conversation. But you know. <laughs> so you know what? If he want to give me a thousand dollars, I would gladly take it. And I think it will generate the economy. It, it can help but to it'll help people start businesses exactly it'll be revenue for the city the yep. state and the federal government tax-free a thousand dollars a month that's what i want to start hearing from politicians and, and people like how how are we gonna pay for it and all that if you listen to the man campaign he explained exactly i think people don't that's and that's another problem what i was just stating earlier i think we don't do the due diligence of research to see exactly what is he stating in his proposal and i think we just go Oh, he, he's gonna give us a thousand dollars. Oh, we can't. And then that's, that's just stupid to me. Somebody gonna give you a thousand dollars, and you want to talk about pull your boots up, pull your strap on your boots, and then trying to go to. Come on, man! If you can make a million dollars a day without working, you think you gonna still go to work? <laughs> people, people, exactly. You think I'm gonna tell a thousand dollars a year? I'm gonna quit my job. Oh, that's so much money for me to quit my job. No, that's just gonna be added on top. So then I can do stuff around my house. I can put money into business. I can do all type. I can get the type of car I want. Exactly. Thousand dollars a month. I could be riding around in the range, baby. You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> I be having a range. You dig? But you know, uh, but that's infusion into the economy. And and like I said, it's it's, it's just. Man, it's, it's 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 bad. It's bad out here right now. It is. It it's is. rough, man. It is. I mean, us being, you know, business owners, uh, luxury vision investment, <laughs> uh, self plug. But just us being in the in the game, you gotta have money to make money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. So you, you think these certain businesses got big on its own? Like they took they took some money, man. You know. And it's it's just crazy to me, and it's I feel like it's not a handout. It's it's what you do, man. Because you gotta think about it. how many how long has taxpayers been paying tax money and not reaping the benefits from a lot of things if you're not part of a certain class, like middle class and the poor. You think y'all been getting the same uh, resources or the same treatment that the uh, they they like to call it what the upper class has or the upper echelon or the rich. I mean, they they get a lot of things that we don't know about, man. And I think it's 
Let's make that. Let's make that playing field level. Let's see how how far you get. You know what I mean? Man, it's a lot of Americans right now who don't have a thousand dollars in their bank account yeah. and can't afford to have a thousand dollars in their bank account because deals. Exactly, <laughs> it's real. You know, probably got sixty dollars for the next two weeks, right? I can imagine personally living like that. Um, and it's stressful, you know, it, it messes up your standard of life because you're stressing about where, you, where the dollar's coming in from. That, just that to ease up on for some, you know, I, listen, I, there are people out here who's lazy. You know, we see them at work, but it's upon our employer to discipline them. And if our employer doesn't do their part, then it's really none of our business. Yeah, they're a scam artist, but look, if my job keeping on the job, let them scam. Oh, if your son don't want to do nothing, listen, we got to we got to get out this mindset of trying to project what we think onto people and realize there's something deeper than what we see. But we always think we know. We always think they should be doing this. And it's just about understanding people and, and getting to understand about, OK, why you don't want to work or what's holding you up or what do you love? What do you want to do? And like for some people, being within the, 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 the nine to five grind is stressful. Some people don't want to be pressured to work for eight hours a day. Some people want to be free and do whatever they want. Give them a thousand dollars a month and let them do it. Why not? They are, they are, it's just like, like a, a, the freedom dividend. It's just like a stock dividend. You're a part of the greatest country in the world and you deserve a thousand dollars for being part of the greatest country in the world. So that is a collective thought. But so many people look at it so individual. Oh, I ain't giving them no thousand dollars. Okay. <laughs> And they, and you know what a lot of people think? They think, well, everybody's going to get $1,000. I mean, I'm sure it's some kind of ramification or clarification on who gets what. No, I think everybody. Oh, every? He said everybody. He said, he said, and people that's already getting government assistance, it won't change. And people that's close to it, they'll bring it up to 1000 And he justified uh, how he would pay for it. One of the ways was an excise tax. Because he mentioned, for instance, how uh, we the only developed nation that doesn't have an excise tax on corporations mm. you know and last year amazon didn't pay any taxes right so this 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 excise tax right it, it leveled a playing field then he also believes that that the, that that thousand dollars would generate more money for the government yeah you know and then he he also uh if i'm not mistaken he was saying that he, he figured out a scale because he, he he's quoted two different like peer-reviewed studies which talked about how we could uh, afford this tax so, I mean, like I said, I like the idea. I'm still looking at him as a candidate, but he seems like a cool guy. Like, he's really laid back. And, you know, even though the Democratic Party is kind of jacked up, but I do like what he stands for. And uh, I donated to his campaign. That's I've up, never man. donated to a political campaign. And That's I donated to up, his man. because I just like what he He just seemed like a regular guy that just really want to help. Because he's talking the real stuff. Automation is going to change the world. Talk you know, automation. We, we losing our job because technology. Technology is gonna make us all be jobless. Then what? You wish you had that thousand dollars. <laughs> it ain't, and he's not just saying it. The Facebook founder said it. Bill Gates said it. Uh, the guy over Tesla, Elon Musk, has said it. You know, when you get all things become so automated, then what is there for us to do? I thought that's breaking the robotic laws, though, ain't it? <laughs> look, look, I I explain it to people who come, who understand that because that's too vague. Oh, They're okay. gonna be self-driving truck drivers yep. in a minute. They're like, already working on the car. They already have the car. They already got the arm yeah. for the doctors, right? Eventually, it's going to be a robotic doctor. It's going to be one person in there making sure everything, two persons, one or two persons in there. You know what I'm saying? You're going to start having uh, driverless Ubers and Lyfts. You're going to have, you're going to have, I've seen this in China. They have, they got little uh, machines or robot machines where they make meals for you. Just pay for it. They make the meal out of there. It's slide come down for you. Ain't going to have no fast or, food. Or the Amazon shopping in the grocery store. Absolutely. Or you just go in, pick up your supplies and walk back out. You don't need no cash here because they're going to already So what is, there for, what is there going to truly be for us to do? You're going to probably go to the mechanic in a while. It's going to be a robot, robot mechanic. mechanic. They do fix the car, do something with the computer, and then your car will be fixed. fixed in 20 minutes. Yeah. I mean, you make a good point, man. I think you know, I think... Um, Look at Carvana. You can go get your car online sure and drop it off to sure you. Can. Really, It's another website I heard about real estate. It's in California right now. I can't remember the company name offhand, but I've heard about it a couple years ago now. But where you can go through the website, you can go see the house. If you want the house, you put the offer through the house. And then when you cash out, they'll split some of the profits with you. Cut out the middleman. Come on. Cut out the bank. Oh, well. That's automation. <laughs> I, and I think, I, you know what, people, I think y'all might be thinking we... uh going off subject but i just want you to know that the stuff we're, we're talking about this all ties into your uh government 
and politics is a part of government. Well, the, the, the government is dated. Exactly. Like, yeah. look how long for them to update their laws for cryptocurrency. It took them a couple of years to really start talking about that, and it had been out years prior, right? The government moves so slow, but technology is disrupting it. It's forcing yeah. it to have to change. And that's what people aren't talking about, the politicians aren't talking about. So we're talking about black versus white, but we ain't talking about that computer that's already here. here. Yeah. It's already changing things. That robot is going to take your job. If he ain't going to take your job, it's going to And that means you don't care about your kids and your grandkids because they're going to take their job too. <laughs> they don't know how to work that uh, robot or that uh, automation. <laughs> they can forget about it, man. So, yeah. And I think, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just it's just crazy. Um, yeah, the whole idea. I mean, he's one candidate, then you got Bernie Sanders. Yeah, Bernie. He's Kamala running. Harris, Cory Booker. Yeah, Cory Booker. It's just to name a few. Uh, they got a big field. It's like uh, probably 18, 19 candidates. Who's far. on the Republican side running? It's just Trump. You know, usually when the president Oh, that's runs, right, yeah. Unless, unless there's division in the party, there have been times where, like, I don't know, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, Teddy Roosevelt, uh, he ran against William Taft uh, in a Republican primary. He had was president, then he... And then he wanted to run again, so he ran against William Taft. And then he didn't win a Republican because uh, William Taft, if I'm not mistaken, was the incumbent president. So he ran against him. And then he didn't win a Republican nomination, but he uh, ran at he, they started another party, and he it was a third party candidate in that election. So, so you can run against the president if you're in a party, but typically you don't. No, nah, you don't. So I mean, yeah, and I think we need to get away from the idea of. Uh... I hate the fact they think we so simple minded too. Is that there's somebody that uses hot sauce? We get so excited <laughs> off of that, or you know, oh that's real, you know. Oh my gosh! Can we please get off of that and and for them to even employ such a, a gimmick like that <laughs> and we supposed to fall for? I think that's an insult, really. Um, and 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 quit trying to play us on the hip hop thing and all that. That that has nothing to do with what what can affect your life as far as healthcare or or taxes or or um, government reforms or whatever. It's a, it's a lot of bills that go in there that's un, un, that are not spoken on, man, that we don't really know, that the average person don't even know about. You know what I'm saying? And I can understand it. And people uh, have busy lives, but that's the reason that you have a busy life. It's, it's the, the whole schematic of the whole plan to be able to get certain bills passed or certain bills introduced and... I don't know. It's just it's just amazing when you start looking at Congress as a whole and the whole process, just of how they are able to do these type of things. And the American people, in certain instances, don't have a say. So most politicians got that there because they did favors. You know, um, it's real. We in the city, y'all. So if y'all hear that ambulance, it's real. <laughs> no, most politicians like me or you who just want to do it. Unless we start getting in these circles or groups, we would never win election. Why? Yeah. Because it's a tight netted system that's about allegiances. And I'm not saying that they're not grassroots candidates out there, because they are, but they're far and few between, which I did they don't reflect most of these politicians, they only res- reflect a small core of Americans and they speak to their base. But generally most Americans are good people. Yeah. Most Americans yeah. are good people. They're not caught up in the racism, they're not caught up in all the other stuff. It's just the politicians has continued to wedge this side against that side. Exactly. It's all about a whole agenda. Man, it's been real, man. Uh yeah, we're gonna have to get this back. You know, we just we just we, we just warm up. Yeah, we just this is a warm up, up, man. Yeah, you know it's just a so, warm up. Man, I'm glad that uh we was able to do this, man. Um, yeah, it's been a long time coming. Oh Lord, please. Yes, Lord, man. Y'all can hit us up at uh, droppingjuice at gmail.com. Uh we on Instagram, dropping jewels, uh Facebook, dropping jewels at Facebook. Uh, if you don't know by now, then you figure it out. I'll let y'all figure it out, man. Spelling and everything. It's yeah. a difference in everything, man. Yeah. I go by Mikhail, man. Y'all can hit me up on M underscore and Ansari 643 on Instagram. Uh, uh, and Ansari on Facebook. And my man, Meech. In the building, man. I just want to thank y'all for, you know, continually support us and what we stand for. Um, this is just the beginning. I said that last year, and I say that this year because it's still the beginning. But uh, once we start getting our stride right, you're definitely going to hear a lot more from us. And uh, we want to involve you into our podcast because this is for the people. It's not trying to talk about gossip like a lot of these platforms do. Because mm. I see a lot of that is going on. 
Speak on it, Meeks. They talking about things like they're there. They just not stating the facts. Mm. The facts is you don't know shit. <laughs> Which means speak on the outside of it. Don't speak on the inside of it. And that's what our podcast is about. It's dropping jewels because wise men drop jewels. Mm. Weak men gossip. Mm. So a lot of y'all platforms. Say that again, bro. Wise men drop jewels, weak mm. men gossip. That's what I'm talking about. So that's what our podcast stands for, man. Just Luke get still at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs>